You're listening to Swipe East, Swipe West, where we dive into the dating differences from coast to coast. I'm your host, Ashley Davis. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Swipe East, Swipe West, the dating podcast focusing on differences from coast to coast. I'm your host, Ashley, and you can find us on Instagram at Swipe East, Swipe West. So I hope everyone had an amazing week. I'll kick it off with some updates of my own. Um, So on last week's episode, we had Alexis, um, who was on sharing her experiences about living and dating in London and how that compared to Los Angeles when she moved here. And in that episode, I shared that I was talking to a couple of guys I had met out at a bar in Long Beach. Um, So I definitely have an update there. I was ghosted by both of them. Um, Unsurprising, I guess, living in L.A., Um, So they both had texted me, asked me on dates. I said I was open to it. I'm trying to be more open to people, even if I'm not, you know, immediately off the gate, like super into it. And I agreed to go on dates with them. And then the weekend rolled around and um, when we were supposed to hang out and it was crickets. And I just, I'm not going to reach out to you if you ask me out and I don't hear anything. It's just, I'm not that kind of person. Maybe if I was more interested, I would have followed up. Maybe other girls will. I just won't. So that's done <laughs> pretty quick. Um, oh, well, I guess, you know, that's what happens sometimes when you meet people out in bars these days. In one guy's defense, though, he had asked me, in a, you know, before he asked me on the date and ghosted me, invited me to an event. Um, but it was like in LA proper, like 45 minutes away. And I was super tired that night. And when my friend and I, you know, were finally talking about getting ourselves up there. It was almost at capacity, so we would have missed it anyway. So it just ended up not working out. Everything happens for a reason. It's my motto. So again, here I am back at um, square one. So I'm recovering from foot surgery actually anyway, so probably wouldn't have been able to date regardless. Something else that's kind of crazy that happened taking a huge rewind back is when I first moved to LA, um, I matched with a guy on a dating app and um we had been you know messaging back and forth a little bit he had seemed cool from his profile but when we were talking just something seemed off like it was just really aggressive um just constantly hitting me up all the time even though I didn't know him and he asked me to get coffee and I had just moved here and was trying to get my apartment ready and everything so the dates that he had asked me to hang out I wasn't free So I told him I was busy getting settled and asked, you know, the following week. And he flipped out at me, started coming at me, like calling me like names and saying like, who did I think I was? Why would I even move here if I didn't want to meet people? Like all this stuff. It was like insane. And um, I was like, whoa, like this is huge red flag. Like also what what the hell? And um, he eventually unmatched me and we never met up. And um, I would see him like all the time, like in my neighborhood. He happened to go to my gym because this was, you know, pre-COVID. And I just hoped he didn't recognize me and nothing ever happened. So he either didn't or just let it lie, maybe embarrassed. I don't know. And I never did anything about it because I had chalked it up to just another egotistical man. And fast forward to today. um, So I was got an alert on Nextdoor on the, the neighborhood app. And saw that a girl had posted about the same guy because I will never forget his face after someone doing that to me, which again, like, as I've said before, it's a a common theme um, for guys out here, even though I'm sure it happens everywhere else. It's been extra here that 
the same thing had happened to her on like an extra scale. He had come and like vandalized her car. And then all these other girls started coming forward. And he now has like five restraining orders against him. So um, they shared like an Instagram handle with all this information. So I went and checked it out. And there is now over 300 comments with all these girls like sharing stories about this guy in the Southern California area of just like him doing all this stuff. But it was just like insane. And it just really had me thinking like, again, like my first reaction when he did this to me was, oh, just another egotistical like asshole. And I didn't do anything about it and just hoped nothing would ever happen. Um, And there was a lot of girls like saying, you know, they kind of did similar things like blocking numbers and he was harassing them and didn't report to the police. And then there were people saying they did report to the police and they couldn't even do anything. And it's just kind of crazy that like, like, what do we do? Like, and some of it's become so normalized that my first reaction is just to brush him off and like, oh, just another guy. It's just crazy that these things are happening and it's just part of society and just goes to show how like dating apps can be really great. And um, I know that I have an episode later with a success story on them, um, but something needs to improve with either the screening or even as women, like we need to, you know, there's definitely people that, you know, report these people, but like even myself, like I need to get better about like, like that's not okay. And the fact that I accepted it. You know, um, I got to report and maybe if we all reported, like maybe something will change one day and the police will do something um, once they see pattern behavior. Anyways, that was kind of crazy. So I wanted to spend time talking about that. Moving on to this week's episode. So we are going to be actually talking about um, Scottsdale, Arizona. So Scottsdale, Arizona, I've only been to one time this past year and it had been on my list for a really long time because I love to go out, love to party. And I had heard that Scottsdale was a place to do that. Um, so I went for Memorial Day weekend and had a blast and was really interested in hearing more about what it would be like to actually live there, just given that it is kind of this party town. That's what it's known for. Um, I definitely had a very tourist experience when I lived there. I pretty much only met people on like bachelor, bachelorette parties or just there for the weekend. Like there was a lot of people from like LA there. I met a few like East Coast people there as well, but you know, just a lot of guys with tables like trying to get my like get buy me drinks. People like asking for my number because they want to quote hang out in LA. Of course, that never happened cuz it's LA. Um and then people on the East Coast too, but you know, they're just trying to hang out for the night, you know, cuz for the most part because they're just in town. Um some of them maybe I'll keep in touch with, I don't know. Um, You never know. But again, very tourist experience. Um, And then also didn't realize while I was there, Phoenix is only about 20 minutes away from Scottsdale. And I went out there one night too, and it's completely different vibe, even though it's so close and no one even ever thinks to go to Phoenix um, as a destination spot, at least the people I know. So I have someone on today to kind of talk about more of a local experience of living and dating there. Uh, more so in Scottsdale, but then also talking about the dichotomy of those two cities and what it's like going out between both and dating um, both and how the people interact because they are so close together, kind of like Long Beach in LA. So looking forward to that discussion and I'm super excited about the guests this week. Okay. And this week I have my friend Robin with me. Thanks for joining us, Robin. You're welcome. Thanks for inviting me. Of course. So I have Robin here who lives currently in Scottsdale, Mm -hmm. but I know you're originally from Milwaukee. Yep. Yep. I've been here for seven or eight years now. 
That's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, nowhere I thought I would end up. I had never been here before I moved out here, but now I feel like I don't see myself anywhere else for now anyway. So what kind of uh, had you make the move from Milwaukee down to Scottsdale in the first place then? So I actually moved out here with an ex-boyfriend and we, um, when I met him, he was already planning to move out here. And it was kind of one of those things where I was like, oh, he's moving in a couple of months. Like this will be easy, kind of just like a very casual thing. And then we ended up falling in love. And then, you know, I ended up just coming out with him when he moved like a year later. So yeah. Okay. And yeah, yeah. so you're no longer with him, but you're no. still... Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> did not work out. <laughs> this would be a very interesting dating segment if I'm talking about all of my other boyfriends and he's just like <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. He he doesn't listen to podcasts, so it would have been fine, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean I'm sure I'm sure during our time together he could have done a whole podcast on all the other people he dated, but <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> you know. No. <laughs> yeah, we don't like him. No, boys boys will be boys, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's I yeah, if they weren't then I would have no content. So that's, that's Yeah. It's a great point. <laughs> yeah. Thankful. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you're no longer together, obviously. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But but you're still but so what's what kept you then in Scottsdale? You moved there for him, but you're still there. Yeah. I mean, my career kind of took off after I moved out here and it was like, um, the year of us kind of slowly falling apart. I invested more into my career and then my colleagues and just my clients and things like that. Um, so it was like a big source of like strength when we actually did break up. It was like, I felt like I had all this positive female encouragement coming from all these other angles. So at that point, I was just so tied into it. They were all like my sisters and um, I was doing well in my career field as well. So that doesn't hurt. And I didn't see having the same kind of success in the beauty industry back in Milwaukee as I would in Scottsdale, where it's just so beauty centric. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So you're an esthetician, correct? Yeah. Yep. I'm an esthetician, um, laser certified. So I do a lot of lasers, which I know in LA, I think you have to just be a nurse to do all the lasers unless you're grandfathered in. So that was like another reason why I stayed here. Cause I thought about moving to LA for a little while, but I would have had to give up a big part of my, um, license. So yeah, because um, yeah, because I know we actually met through our mutual friend Brittany mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. lives out in Long Beach, and I know she told yeah. me she was trying to get you out here for a while. <laughs> I know, and it almost happened. Um, you know, right before the lockdown, um, I was really feeling like I was spending a lot of time out there. I was kind of seeing someone who lived in LA, and I really liked him a lot. And so, and then I had a former supervisor who also had just moved out to the LA area, so it seemed like everything was kind of moving in that direction but then it was a domino effect just kind of like okay me and this guy stopped talking and then the lockdown happened it was like everything else was just like why would I move I have to stay here <laughs> yeah I mean I feel like I mean I guess Scottsdale too like we, I feel like we were kind of lucky during the lockdown to be in warmer places because there yeah. were things to do but I mean it's definitely not the same as 
like there wouldn't have been really that much of a point. It probably would have been tough. And especially when you have a network of, of friends where you were. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Brittany and, and all of her friends are great, but I mean, the fact that nothing was um, like open, I wouldn't have been able to meet anybody new really, or maybe I would yeah. have, who knows I get creative, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. And then just with work, I mean, I would have been out of work for like a year you know, at least things kind yeah. of opened up a little quickly, quickly on the professional side here. So I'm really fortunate for that. Yeah, that was something that was really interesting to me when I was in Scottsdale. Because um, I know we hung out when mm -hmm. I went there back Memorial Day weekend. Mm -hmm. I was not expecting there's a girl a lot of work done uh, that I saw like even <laughs> more than in LA. So that that was definitely something that was a little surprising for, to me. I just wasn't expecting it, I guess. Yeah, there's definitely like people just go full send here in Scottsdale. I don't know. <laughs> it's just everybody's living their best life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to each their own. But I just think like, I don't know, just coming from LA, like I didn't mm. even see things to the same extent as in Scottsdale. So I was kind of almost like, wow, I don't even see that here. And I'm getting it here. So like, just... what what specifically stands out to you the most? And in... um, definitely a lot of lip filler like, but like <laughs> the, the obvious kind <laughs> yeah. yeah well exactly like I I mean I have friends that have you know like fillers here but a lot of them are you know like sometimes you can tell but a lot of them try to make it more like subtle and just a little yeah. plump yeah. but there it was like like over the top like it was yeah. very blatant um, that was like the the biggest thing, but yes, I mean, like, and you said, I mean, like, yeah, they're the lips over the top lips are really big here. Um, another big one we see all the time is like the Brazilian butt lifts. Yeah. So like everybody has their butt done, which is really fun for me because I'm naturally curvy and I have a big butt. I've always had one. And so like only recently, I feel like every, you know, so often I'll get a, like a question from girls and guys, like, have you had a BBL? And I'm like, no, I'm just Armenian. We have big butts, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, but, and then I think like also with that, um, with all of these like elevated or exaggerated beauty standards that Scottsdale has, it makes dating super interesting because like people have a type here and it's harder to like kind of find the people who that's not their type, which maybe, I mean, I shouldn't judge, but generally people keep to their own kinds in the city. So it's interesting. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's similar here as well, um, because I, I mean, it's kind of similar, not to the same extent, at least from what I've seen, but there's yeah. definitely a different standard of beauty here when you have a mm. lot of people like getting work done and wearing lots of makeup. And yeah. you'll find, or at least I've found like a lot of guys, there's guys that are definitely attracted to that. But I've also met some guys that are okay with how I look with my no minimal makeup and no work done. Yeah. You know, sometimes they think that's refreshing, you know, they're like, Oh yeah. wow, real girl. I mean, I've definitely been in those situations. Um, or at least I feel like I've wanted them to feel that way about me. <laughs> um, I think they make you feel that way here in Scottsdale. They make you feel like that's what they're looking for. Or that's what they're like. They're tired of dating. 
um, your typical Scottsdale like bottle. I shouldn't talk on bottle girls because I've done it before, like 10 years ago. But like just that kind of an image, they make you look like that's not what they're looking for. But then at the end of the day, it kind of is what they're looking for. Like you're not vibey enough or like sexy or like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can just tell when they're just like, oh, like the wandering eye starts going for like that girl and like a thong at the pool, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like you're like the different. So, you know, you're something new, but at the end of the day, they're like, yeah, going back to what they it's know, like, so. yeah, everybody wants a goth girl until they have a goth girl type <laughs> of like those memes that they I've seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I feel you. It's it's definitely similar out here as well. Yeah. But yeah, so I definitely I want to talk about how it is dating in Scottsdale in, in general, because mm-hmm. I know even just from like when I was there, it's and just from what I know about it, just out in the wild, it's it's a big tourist destination uh, spot, especially yeah. for like bachelor bachelorette parts mm-hmm. and I, even talking to you like I remember we went out one night and you were like oh are you going to the vortex and I was like <laughs> what's that like mm-hmm. you know it's and that's like the clubby area where you know that that's where all like the tourists kind of go and I know like locals mm-hmm. try to stay away unless you want like a, a night out like that so like how do you navigate that when you have like all the people in and out and so the vortex is actually it, it's definitely the tourist area but there are a lot of locals that love it like they're the regulars getting the bottles at the same club you know three four nights a week and that's like their scene right where they all their friends are there it's like cheers but like 10 square blocks of cheers right and so you know you can go out and you're gonna run into people so it's just always an event and so that I mean, there's definitely an image you can imagine. It's that typical clubby, like top 40 type of vibe, which is why people gravitate when they visit. They want to experience it because if you don't, if you've never been to the Vortex in Scottsdale, it's basically just however many blocks of just nothing but nightclubs, like indoor, outdoor, and you can walk door to door or take a golf cart. There's not really like traffic that goes through it. So it's just kind of its own little world of nightclub and whatever else you want to find in there. So it gets wild. The people who live in this town either go there or they prefer like more of the like normal pubs and dives kind of in the surrounding areas. But it's like it's hard to navigate both i feel like if to know who's a tourist and who's not because everybody kind of does look the same when they're here and and i'll see it even from like my office and you can see like a group of girls like a bachelor bachelorette party like walking from their hotel to old town to where all the clubs are or the restaurants and they have a very specific like outfit type that they're trying to go for because they've probably like looked up on Scottsdale like Instagrams and like what people are wearing or whatever but like they're ready to look good be photographed you know it's just they don't care how uncomfortable they are and the guys obviously want to look hot so they all have like their swim trunks on with their t-shirts and everything it's just it's a very specific vibe when that's happening though mm-hmm. like like do you even for like dating perspectives do you even bother like how like are you going there just to hook up like like what do you do so for me for me personally it's tricky because like I don't want to just like stay in the house and be a hermit like and I live very close to all of this so 
I do have friends that do like to go out there um, and they're pretty, you know, involved in the scene in different ways. So I know I can get out of the house and go hang out and I might meet somebody, but the likelihood of me actually meeting somebody that I'm attracted to and then like mentally stimulated by is really slim, like really, really slim. What normally ends up happening is I get um, a few brave souls that'll come up to me and be like, hey, no disrespect, but you have the biggest butt I've ever seen. <laughs> and then I'm a BBL. <laughs> at the, yeah, they'll do that or they'll like, and then I'll be like, yeah, thank you. And then they're like, I mean, for real, I hope I'm not being rude and you're beautiful. I hope you know that you were blessed. And I'm like, Thanks. And they're like, so are you on Instagram? Can I get your number? And I'm like, no, like, it's just, and it's always the same thing. I'm never approached in any other way other than that. Oh my God. Seriously? It's very annoying. Yeah. <laughs> That's always the line. Or, um, wait, one of the more creative ones was I was actually, I had, my friend had a table and I was sitting on like the back bench, but there was a walkway behind it. And uh, this guy literally walked past, grabbed me and like whispered in my ear. And he's like, what are you doing at this table with old dudes? Mind you, they're all my age. They're, I just, you know, they're <laughs> all my age. They just don't wear sunscreen. He's like, what are you doing at this table full of old dudes? Your ass is way too fat and beautiful to be hanging out with them. It's like, it, they, it's always a spin on, hey, you have a big butt. And you're beautiful. Um, I'm being bold, so therefore you should speak to me. And, the audacity, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> one of my friends always says that. She's like, if there's one thing that all man men have, it's the audacity. <laughs> <laughs> I that is like the biggest turnoff. Like that you like. There's one thing of like you know confidence is fine, but like yeah. to come up and be like you should talk to me because I'm saying you have a nice ass. Like, yeah. Goodbye. It's and it's it's played out. I mean, like maybe they don't care if they're not being original, but to me, like I think the way into my heart and my attention is a little bit more subtle. Like you can literally just come up and be like, "Hey, my name's whatever. What's your name?" Be like, "You're beautiful. Can I buy you a drink?" Like it's really that easy. Um, you don't have to get like all this involved. Like I just, it's just crazy. I don't know what else to say about it. It's so funny because, um, I always like tell like my guy friends, I'm like, I'm a really simple person and yeah. I just want someone that's nice. Yeah. I was talking to a guy recently and it ended up not working out. And my friend was like, why did you like him? And I'm like, he was nice. <laughs> yeah. That's all it was. It's so, it's so crazy. And like you said, like, um, confidence is sexy. So like, if you don't, if you feel like you can go up to a girl and just simply state your purpose without being ridiculous, like, I think that's kind of a flex because there are a lot of guys out there who actually like are afraid to approach girls. And I get it. Yeah. Like, especially in the club scenes, if they're with a, a group of other girls and I've seen it, especially here, it's like, Oh, I've watched a guy go up to a group of girls and he's talking to her and then she kind of like blows him off and it's maybe embarrassing or whatever. Or you buy a girl a drink, she accepts and she drinks it and then doesn't want to talk to you. But I'm sorry, that is the risk that you take when you're out and dating. Like that's kind of the investment that you have to be prepared to make. 
you know, and I feel like there's a lot of guys in Scottsdale. I don't know how it is in LA, but it's almost like they want to do anything but that because they feel like they've like figured out that girls just want like a free drink or a free dinner. So they're going to like not give that to you. And it's like, no, you should still give that to me. I think it's just like polite and chivalry is not dead. I don't think so. Yeah, it's so I mean, in LA, I feel like it's, it's there's like a lot more dating in general, just because mm-hmm. it's, it's so spread out. It's like you kind of have to date like there's not yeah. as much and it's and also like there's not, nothing else to do in LA but date right yeah it's yeah well I mean as far as like I mean there's things to do but as far as like dating goes like I mean you don't the thing with LA is it's so sceny and so clicky that like mm-hmm. people don't really I mean, at least in my experiences, Mm -hmm. depending on the area, especially LA proper, like I don't get approached in bars that much. Mm -hmm. Like people kind of stay in their group Uh unless you're like, I guess like low risk. Like I, there's, I can probably count in one hand, like the amount of times guys have like come up to me and my friends at a bar. And most of the time it's when I'm wandering around by myself coming from the bathroom. Oh yeah. And they have like a table or something. Mm -hmm. And like, no offense, it's normally guys I'm like not interested in. So always, and you know, and no, and no disrespect, like, you know, everybody comes in all different shapes and sizes and kinds, but isn't that like, that's the thing that does suck. I think it's a common denominator for most women is just like the ones that have enough balls to approach you are like, not the ones we're typically interested in. And then, yeah. And I think like the ones maybe that I'm typically more attracted to don't feel the need to approach because people are approaching them. And so, yeah, it's that's (laughs) definitely, I I would agree with that as well. But I think just like in LA, like bar culture, it's just like, you kind of go out with your group and stay with your group. And like, unless you, so you, so like when I'm meeting, when I'm more so meeting people, it's at like events right? or Same. like through, through house parties. So like yeah. at bars, like people don't, I don't really talk to people. Like there's in Long Beach, I meet more people. Cause it's just like a, it's not really considered LA. It's more like laid back vibe. Yeah. But like if, if I'm at like a warehouse party, that's where I'll meet people. If I'm at Always. Like an art event. So, and there, they're not like, they don't, I don't get comments like that there because it's not like the the environment like they're actually just like having a conversation so right no and I, and I've definitely experienced that out with our friend you know and that's how that's actually how I met the person that I was seeing out there it was a warehouse party and I ran into him a couple different times on different occasions so but here like that was one thing that was ridiculous to me is I feel like especially after the lockdown, when things started to open up a little bit and the clubs were open, but you couldn't, you had to have a table and you had to sit at your table, you know, and you only had to have 10 people to me, my, I had so many friends that were still doing that. And I'm like, why? Like you're literally paying this exponential amount to sit at a table with your own friends. You can't meet anybody else. Cause you're not allowed to walk around. Like what? Like what? <laughs> So that what's funny is you just described an LA nightclub pre lockdown. Yeah. So that, that's like how it is here. Yeah, I mean that sucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's funny because when I was in Scottsdale, um, I pretty much only met when I was in the vortex. At least it was like I only really met tourists. And oh, yeah, because you went out the the night after we hung out. That you had the full Scottsdale. I did. Yeah. I had the full Scottsdale experience. And I went to the Maya Day Club at the pool. <laughs> and then 
I, got, I took a quick taco break and then I went immediately out to all the nightclubs. And wow. it's fun. Yeah. And it's funny because um, my, well, and I guess not funny, but my friends didn't make it out that night. So I went out by myself. <laughs> yeah. One of them was supposed to meet me. And so I went to meet her and then she texted me, Hey, I'm not going to make it. And I was like, well, I'm already here. And these groups have got, yeah. So these groups of guys kept coming up to me and I think because I was by myself, they knew they couldn't be creepy and just like adopted me into their, their group. Yeah. That's like, that's like a very rave culture thing. Like that stuff happens at like EDM raves back in the day where like guys will yeah. take care of you if they see that you need like protection, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like a yeah. Yeah so, yeah. so they like adopted me into their, their group and like they weren't creepy one of them was like, I can be on your podcast. And I was like, great. So like, we're like, here, here they are, and they're on your podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know. I got to hit them up. But, um, <laughs> and then like, I kept kind of like, so then they would leave and then a new group would find me like a, a guy and girl group. And then they left. And then finally this one man who actually, he was a local, this one guy okay. he came up to me. Um, he was, he was actually gay. So like there okay. was no like tension mm -hmm. and he came over to me and he was like, I'm trying to ditch these girls I'm with. Cause they're annoying, like hang out with me. And I was like, all right. Wow. And, then he, and he, and so for anyone that doesn't know, like the lines to get into these clubs get like disgusting because yeah. everyone's trying to go. He somehow Robin knew everyone that worked at these clubs and we cut every single line and just like oh. bar hopped the clubs. I wonder if I know who this person is. I need an intro. I think he needs to also be my friend. <laughs> yeah. So he took me to like all these clubs. He was trying to like wingman me. And then everyone else I met at like aside from him for some reason lived actually in Milwaukee or LA and it was just like exchanging Instagram and numbers. But oh, yeah. I just like, but because I was alone, I was like, or not really alone, but I was like, I'm with this guy. I don't know. And I don't want to leave with these guys. I don't know. So I just kind of like chatted people, but hung out with like the other man. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what I did all night. And then I went home at like one 30 and that was my evening. <laughs> Dude. I love it. I mean, honestly, like going out alone is a, is definitely um, one of my favorite things to do. And I feel like my friends here are always like, what, how? And I'm like, I mean, this all stemmed from when I was with my ex like he just would always have different excuses why he like didn't want to go to the things I wanted to go to. And for a while I just like, wouldn't go. Cause I'm like, well, I'm not going to go alone. And then towards the end of our relationship, I was kind of like, well, fuck you. I'm going to go. And I realized that, um, I would actually have a lot of fun because everybody loves like a cute girl, like who's just kind of chilling at a bar by herself, like somebody will always come up to you and talk to you, you know, and I, I met a lot of close friends that way. And I'm really happy about it. But I think it definitely isn't for everybody. You get you definitely give me the vibe that you're confident enough to go do your own thing. <laughs> I mean, you hit me up randomly, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, I know. I was I was alone. I went at night early and I my friend Brittany or our friend Brittany was like, Yeah, my friend lives there. Like, do you want to hang out with her? And I was like, Yeah. Like I never <laughs> met Robin. Yeah. And then she texted you texted me and you're just like, Hey, um, I'm friends with your friend. I'm in town. Let's hang out. And I'm like, Okay, yeah, let's go get dinner and drink. And then chaos ensued. We just hit the town. We hit two towns. <laughs> It did ensue, but yeah, but, and I want to talk about that in a minute, but um, yeah. I don't know. It's always like 
I feel like it's nerve wracking sometimes as a woman to go out by yourself just because yeah. like you never know. But I feel like as long as you like have your wits about you, you know what you're getting into. And like, like I was very careful about like how much I was drinking and like yeah. watching my drink and all that, which like is unfortunate that it has to be this way. But I feel like as long as you're like self-aware, then like it's fine. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You can do it. It can be done. But yes, yeah, so I do want to talk about when we went out because I know when we did, we started off the night in Scottsdale um, mm-hmm. at a vibey restaurant. Yep. And then we made a transition to Phoenix, which uh. I didn't know. And others, I don't think know is like, only like 20 minutes or so away from Scottsdale, but it's like a totally different scene. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's one of those, I would say this year there, the scenes are starting to cross. Um, I think a big part of that is thanks to bars or restaurants that have bar vibes um, being the places to go during like post COVID summer here where bars weren't really open, but people were going to restaurants that served drinks late and there weren't that many and you couldn't get tables so people were kind of like going towards phoenix and it was like things that were popular on instagram and they seemed like cooler you know it's like oh i'm going to this new bar in phoenix you know i have a little bit of an edge to me so like they started (laughs) they started like bleeding a little bit but before this it just like wasn't like that at all like i'd be like oh yeah my friends be like what did you do last week and i'm like oh yeah i went downtown um i was at bar smith and then like phoenix like why do you go there and like i don't know i just like the vibes and they're like there's nothing down there but like you really just it's not the same as scottsdale so i guess if you went down there looking for what scottsdale has to offer you'd be disappointed but if you're looking for something different like more of a diverse eclectic vibe you will find that and you will not find that in scottsdale so I like to kind of shift between both worlds. (laughs) Yeah, I liked Phoenix because I know we went to like a rooftop, the Mm -hmm. Bar Smith. Yeah. And it was just like, I don't know, like, I mean, it was so rowdy, but it was just like a little bit less. Like it was more, I don't know, it wasn't as intense and everyone was a little more laid back. And it's like if you can equate it to like an L.A. warehouse party, like on a roof, on a very small roof. That's what Bar Smith is. Like, you're going to find an alternative crowd there. You're going to find, um, you know, um, just anybody who marches to the beat of their own drum. It's all usually house and techno, like the good house and techno. And um, anything goes. Like, you're not going to find people like wearing Louboutins and, you know, getting bottle service. That's just not how that is. So I appreciate that vibe a little bit more. You can also meet people that actually will talk to you. <laughs> and you know aren't really threatening i mean there are some creeps everywhere but generally speaking i like the people that i meet when i'm in phoenix a lot more i know that there was one creeper at bar smith that night i don't know if you remember Wait, this. no oh. remind me um some guy came up to you and showed you had you on instagram was following you that you had never met oh in your my life God. <laughs> i forgot he came up to robin and was like Hey, is this you? And she was like, what the fuck? And he like <laughs> follows her. They had like yeah. never met before, I th- I'm pretty sure. And that he just like was. knew who you were. And he was really <laughs> weird about it. And he seemed like he was not like he was um like his ego was hurt that I didn't know who he was, even though I wasn't following him. And um, maybe I can't remember, maybe he had like sent me a message at one point 
Um, I think that might've been it. And I, and I might've like responded or whatever, but yeah, he was just kind of like lingering around for a while after that too. I'm just kind of like, what are we, I think he was like Serbian or something. He had an accent. Yeah. And then I remember we kept trying to like move to different parts of the bar and he just kept like following. And then finally he like, we let, we like let him, we allowed him to get us drinks and then he like walked away. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I guess sometimes that's all they want to do. It's just let them buy you the fucking drinks. The opposite of Scottsdale where they won't buy you any. (laughs) yeah i know i that was like the one memorable like weird thing in phoenix that's also (laughs) i feel like a one-off situation like that was just so yeah it it was that was definitely weird i've never had that happen to me before um for those of you who don't know i'm not famous on instagram so (laughs) (laughs) not at all apparently to him you were so yeah (laughs) so if you could compare like if you could compare like so I guess actually taking a step back. So have you dated people like from Scottsdale and Phoenix? Um we'll say date loosely. Um yes. <laughs> I yes. I have casually dated people from both Scottsdale and Phoenix. In general, have you noticed like major differences between between them outside of like what we've been talking about so i mean just the physical phoenix you're gonna find more of that indie hipster vibe um more creative types and then scottsdale you're gonna find you know um entrepreneurs who look at their wristwatches or cell phones outside of jets on their instagram so um not that i date that kind of guy but that's just like majority of what's here um i think for scottsdale the guys that i've met up with tend to be your more like they work at startups or you know just a little bit more intellectual but like like to bro out every once in a while i don't know and are those guys those are locals that you're talking about i would actually go so far as to say that most of those guys like probably relocated here in the last year or two because of covid or just for work in general and they're just or they're moving here from like northern california or like denver or dallas or something like that for work Okay, so they're a bit different than like a typical like local Scottsdale like person you would say. Well, there's not a lot of real local Scottsdale men. Like okay. it's a very I feel like everybody's in everybody's from somewhere. I'm sure you guys probably have that in LA too, but like Yeah. Um I mean as far as like your typical old town Scottsdale guys, um I feel like a lot of those guys like number 1, um I do a lot of or I have dabbled in a lot of dating apps. I feel like those guys are on the apps, but also because they go out to the clubs so much and love to flex like bottles and money that they actually just don't go on the apps because they're getting plenty of pussy, like just normal. I mean, and I did date a guy like that. I hung out with him a few times, but yeah, like we were talking and he was like, yeah, I've tried the apps, but I don't do it because it's kind of sad. And like, I get enough like attention when I go out, he said it. Wow. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly the kind of guy that I want to date is a guy that like everybody's throwing themselves at. Wow. So I understand then the other like the male perspective that way, you know, it's like it's I started to shift my mindset, like the way it's stereotypical guy dates where it's like, oh, God, I don't want to date a girl who like everybody's throwing themselves at or um, people are DMing all the time or somebody who slept with the whole city. Like I was putting those concerns onto like men in Scottsdale. That's kind of interesting. Like 
total role reversal, honestly. Yeah. And I realized I was doing it and I'm like, okay, well, I mean, I guess this is like a healthy thing to realize that it can go both ways, but also like it sucks. (laughs) Yeah. Cause the Scottsdale scene, I feel like everybody has slept with everybody here. Like there's only so many people in the party scene. And if you're good looking, chances are like you've dated somebody that your friend is dated or whatever. And it's just a weird, it's not as big as LA. I mean, LA is big, but I still feel like there's limited options anyway, just because one, the dis like distance is the biggest issue Mm -hmm. because you could meet someone like I could meet like the hottest guy in the world and we could vibe and hit it off. But if he lives in like Burbank, and I'm in Long Beach, like there's just 0% chance that that's going to work out. So what, like, what's that drive time? I, I actually, wait, I've driven from Long Beach to that area in the middle of the night and it was doable. Like at 3.30 in the morning, it was doable. Yeah. When there's no traffic. Yeah. <laughs> when there's traffic, it could probably be like two hours, like one way. It's, and it's just hard. Cause like everyone's working like full-time jobs or like they have like a side hustle, maybe So when you're trying to see someone like during the week or like trying to do things on the weekend, like it's hard to prioritize that. If you're, if you meet someone that this is, again, if you're meeting someone like that's that far from you. Oh yeah. So then you're kind of like, is it worth it? Right. It's not, it's really not. It's never, it's, I mean, even, even something as simple, I mean, for a time when I was like going out on a lot of like app dates, it got to a point where I was just like, okay, well, I'm not, I'm not doing this in the middle of the week because most of the time it's really not even worth me like throwing off like my normal weekly diet or sleep schedule or washing my hair or anything. Like it's never worth it. I know. And so I get it on that sense, but like to factor in distance too, no way. Right. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, a lot of times distance just kills it. So then you're kind of, then you're confined to your area. Yeah. And then it's just hard to like, I don't know. I I've just have a hard time finding people that I am like attracted to in general or vibe with. Yeah. So it's very, it's hard. And I, and I don't have a type. I've dated lots of different kinds of guys. Um, I mean, I have some general types that could be repeated, but um, I'm generally open to everybody. But then like, if I, so back to like dating apps in the distance, Um, I feel like when people move here from elsewhere, they tend to move to the suburbs, which they think is like, if they look at a map, they think it's super close to everything and it's super affordable out there. Like it's affordable in Gilbert. It's affordable in Chandler. It's affordable in North Scottsdale. But uh, like there's been several conversations I've had even recently where the guys in Chandler, which is a good 25 minute drive on the highway at night or whatever, and we don't have terrible traffic during the day, but I, I'll just be clear about it and be like, I'm not going to like, I'll never move to Chandler, first of all. So if that's a deal breaker for you, then this is not going to work because like I need to be in the center of things. Um, and second of all, like if you're going to date me, you are going to come to Scottsdale or, or Phoenix. Like that's, that's where you're taking me out. I'm not going to go drive a half an hour like to have dinner with you like a couple nights out of the week. And like, I just, if I have, especially if it's like during the week, like, no. Yeah. And then on top of it, even with dating apps in general, I'm sure with like all the tourists coming in and out, it's hard to even know yeah. like, who's, who's who, like, do you, did you move here? Like, are you leaving Yes. Soon? <laughs> and you know, and that's kind of why, and you might know this, like, that's kind of why I generally stay on hinge 
because it doesn't follow your location. Although I have had one guy, like one person I matched with on Hinge a couple months ago and he like told me right away, he's like, see, I'm in town for the weekend. And I was just like, so he totally like purposely bypassed. I can't be mad at him. I've done that. And I haven't really been in town, but <laughs> I've definitely changed the location on Hinge. But with Bumble, like Bumble, there's, it's like anytime I'm attracted to anybody, they're not from here. Like, and it's just, it's gets, it, it's sad. <laughs> and sometimes yeah. I might be in the mood to hang out with a tourist, but most of the time I'm like, it, a waste of time. I'm not your concierge. <laughs> yeah, I, it's funny because so hinge. I've actually done it where like I'll be traveling. I will. I'll, I'll be in that city, but I'll like adjust yes. my location. That yeah, I'm there. I'll do that when I go back home. Yeah, but I'll tell people like I'm I'm traveling. Yeah. Um. So they know. But then on Bumble, it's funny too because I feel like there's like travel mode, you know. So it'll tell people. Mm -hmm. But I'm like a I'm a serial swiper, which meaning like. I don't read the profile until I match because like for me, I'm like, why am I going to waste my time reading it when you right. might not even match with me? Right. <laughs> so I'm, yeah. So I'm like, swipe, swipe, swipe. And then like, but most of the time I match with people and I'm like, oh, they're just in town or, oh, they already left. Like, <laughs> So I get what you're saying. And I do play that card. However, I'll be honest. So I am a serial swiper, but if somebody does like catch my eye and I'm like, oh, I will stop and look down, but I'll match them anyway. And then since girls have to be the first one to um, to match, I'll be like, darn, I just saw you're not from here. And at that point, depending on the level of, of engagement I get, I decide on whether or not I think it'd be good to have like a weekend fling or if this is not going to happen. So it's like definitely like I use it to my advantage or disadvantage if you, you know, in most cases, but... <laughs> Yeah. I've see what's hard about doing that here is like, there's been some times where I match with people and they're like really hot, but they'll be like, they'll message me at like 9 PM. They're like, well, I'm in Santa Monica. And I'm like, which isn't, which technically wouldn't be that far, but when it's like so. 9 PM and I have to walk all the way to my car and drive 45 minutes and I'm already in my PJs and a face mask on like a Thursday, I'm like, no. it's not going to happen. <laughs> well, and we get a lot of people from LA here. Like there's this one guy, he lives in LA 29 Palms and Arizona. Okay. And he like every once in a while will match me and then he'll, or he'll find me on Instagram and like not actually add me, but he'll message me, which is also weird. Like when people find you on Instagram by like doing a reverse photo search of like your Instagram photos that you have linked to Hinge. Cause I'm like, I don't have my Instagram name in my profile yet. They will find me and slide into my request box and they'll be like, Hey, I saw you on hinge or Hey, I saw you on Bumble. And I'm just like, okay, that's creepy. Cause you intentionally screenshotted that and like did a reverse image to find my social media. Wait, I didn't, you just blew my mind. Yes. That's how they do it. Oh that's my how God. they do it. That's it's, I mean, I haven't asked, but I, that's the only way I can gather like as a female honorary member of FBI, like, that's <laughs> what you would do. Um, but yeah. And I, like, I'll look and then like, and recently I had one guy do that and he had been talking to himself in my filtered inbox for six months where he'd just be like, anyway, like he did his introduction and then he was just like, cool story. And then two months later, he'd be like, anyway, and this and that. And then finally I wrote him back and I was like, Hey, like no offense, but obviously like if you saw me on Bumble, I'm like, I probably saw you and I didn't swipe right. So like, 
like it's just not happening and he's like then of course this is when the argument starts you know then he's like well he's like there are there are so many people on bumble there's no way you could possibly have seen everybody blah blah and i was like actually yeah i've gotten to the end of bumble i don't know if you've ever done this where you're incessantly swiping no on so many people so guys think it's like guys think we're taking and it's like no i've literally done like a thousand no's a minute and now it gets to the end where it's like there are no more matches in your area please adjust your criteria you know? And so, yeah. So I was like, actually, no, I've gotten to the end of Bumble several times and I've lost and, um, and this and that. And he's like, well, he's like, I'm new in the area. And then, and this and that, and he said something else. And I made the mistake of like, just, I got annoyed. And I was like, also though, like talking to yourself in a girl's inbox for six months, isn't a good look. Like, it's not going to convince me to like, want to talk to you. And he's like, whoa, way to, way to uh, make me feel bad, this and that. And I'm like, well, best of luck. Good luck. And he's like, well, I'm just a nice guy. Classic line. And then he said that he, just so I know, he didn't swipe right on me anyway. Um, that he is a mathematician and that the odds of swipe, they only get so many swipe rights a day so that he looks people up on Instagram and has a better success rate that way. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm like, that seems like a lot of work just to talk to yourself for six months. Like, I really don't get it. Oh my God. No, so, his, his ego is bruised. <laughs> yeah. And then he blocked me, which is better for the both. That's for the best. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I had a guy recently slide in that said he saw my profile on Clubhouse. I haven't used Clubhouse in like several months. So I was like, how did you find my profile? Like, It's like, hey, did like, um, I saw you on Hot or Not in 2003 and I still think you're really cute. <laughs> Even though you were in like seventh grade. Like, right. <laughs> do you still have that? Do you still have your septum piercing? <laughs> People are creepy, man. Not that I've never done creepy stuff just to like see what happens, but I well, it's it's becoming the new thing now that like social media is like even more on the rise. Like I was talking to this girl in Gen Z and she's like, Yeah, it's like a move to like stock profiles and like old photos and like I'm like, that used to be like traumatic if that's, you did that. That's what we used to call like lurkers. Like you're a lurker <laughs> yeah. and right. or you're deep creeping. Yeah. And now it's like a move. It's like, yeah. oh, like he likes me. I'm like, oh, I'm still traumatized. But <laughs> yeah. You know, everything that makes us want to barf in the past becomes cool at some point. It's just how it I guess. It's how it goes. Okay. So I know obviously, so in Scottsdale there's <laughs> limited options. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> um, so I know you mentioned you were dating a guy in LA for a bit. So mm-hmm. Were you like, was that just because you met him here? Were you like outsourcing? Because I know in LA, like <laughs> I've been outsourcing outside of the city. So. Yeah. Um, well, I had met him pre-COVID. Um, I actually okay. met, I met him while I was like nearing the end of my like long-term last relationship. Um, just met him at a warehouse party and he seemed like, he seemed cool. He kind of rubbed me the wrong way, but we had exchanged Instagrams at that time. I had my phone stolen that weekend. So it was kind of be like, yeah, I'll give it to you, but I can't like write you back until I get a new phone type of thing. And then we just like kind of kept in touch just by, you know, reacting to stories here and there. And then I ran into him again when I came out in LA a few months later. 
Um, and then it just kind of became hot and heavy for a little while. Like he was coming out here a lot. You know, I really liked him a lot, but he just really wasn't interested in having like a long-term relation or um, a long distance relationship or maybe a long-term relationship. I don't know. Um, we're still cool. We still get along. Um, and I've seen him like since we ended that chunk of us talking, but yeah, no, it was not. Well, actually, now that I'm like talking it through, I guess maybe it was outsourcing before I realized I was outsourcing. Like maybe in subconsciously, I just knew Scottsdale was not even going to like be anything I wanted to have anything to do with. Yeah. Oh, man, you're onto something. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, I definitely even... Um, even like at times where I've like switched my hinge profile to Sam in LA just to see what's out there or different places in California to, in general. Like I feel like the, the general vibe of men in California is more my speed initially or on the surface than what is here for sure. Why do you, so why do you say that you think? Um, I mean, just generally like, um, like better style. Like I like a, a guy who has like a good sense of personal style, but like, doesn't try too hard, you know, like it seems a little effortless, but you're still like keeping up with the times. So for me, I'm about to be 36. I think I take good care of myself. And I think I dress not too outdated, but I don't try too hard to look like I'm 23. And I appreciate that in a partner where it's like, you can tell you're putting in effort and you realize like where you like what's appropriate for you and like have your own like unique style or maybe it's not unique and it's just like a classic style. So I felt like I saw a lot of that out there and like more thought into profiles where they were actually like answering questions or had more photos that were like them doing things that were social um, as opposed to Scottsdale where it's like you're literally like a speck of dust on like a mountain somewhere and I can't see what you look like. <laughs> um, nothing in your bio or no questions answered. It's just six photos of you, six shitty photos of you that you, you know, think that that's enough to go off of awkward car selfies from guys or guys making like weird faces. Cause they're uncomfortable taking a selfie, you know, it's just like cheesy. I appreciated like, like the cool profiles of LA, but like, to be honest, I know everybody makes fun of like the dating profiles where like guys are holding up a fish, but like, I would rather have that. I've found that I would rather have that in a dating profile than like awkward gym selfies, awkward car selfies. They're so cringy to me. I can't do it. Girls can do it. Guys can't do it. I, I hate the fish photo. So that's really funny <laughs> to hear. I would fucking hate it. Me, I mean, if people see me, they probably would think I wouldn't like the fish photo either. But there's to me, I'm like, at least I can see your face. And at least you have friends that and are out doing something. You know, like, I mean, it sounds like these guys in Scottsdale are just kind of lazy and conceited, because they can <laughs> just go out with all these tourists and like, yeah, do whatever they want. Like, it sounds yes. like they're just like, Oh, like, here's my photos. I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna like go. I'm not gonna try when I'm out with you. Because yeah, girls want me. <laughs> I think I think we can end the podcast now. I think that's kind of all it is. And we'll go we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll go one step further. And if you actually do match with them on an app, they just want you to come over. Like, there's no effort for a dinner ever. They want you to carry the whole conversation. 
They want you to ask to hang out and then they want you to be okay with just going over to their house. Oh my God. I mean, like there's definitely guys like that in LA and like one of my friends, she says like she finds a lot of like fuck boys here, but they'll at least like take you on a date first. Like, I mean, there's some that, yeah. Like give me an excuse to like dress up, look cute, feel sexy, like, you know? Yeah, right. And you're going to find a fuck boy anywhere, but I feel like here there's just a lot more, there's just a lot more like dating because it's just, it's just, I don't know. It's just the culture. Yeah. like in Philly, even, I feel like there was a lot more like hooking up. Like, I feel like it was easier to meet people back out at bars. Like it was just the people there are a little bit more like laid back mm-hmm. and it's a much smaller city and we don't really have tourists because everyone says fuck Philly and no one wants to go there. Um, so it's just kind of easier to do that. Yeah. But here, I think it's just, a, it's a lot more like dating, right. even if it's just for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Dating yeah. Folks, but yeah. And then on like the flip side, like Phoenix here. So like, it's that definitely that more indie, like creative vibe, but, yeah. um, it's definitely like, it's hard for me because I tend to find like, especially if I'm in the music scene, like sometimes guys who think they're really knowledgeable about certain music scenes, find out that I know more about it than they do. They get like a little challenged and like their ego is like, on defense mode and they feel like they have to like one up you a lot. And to me, when that happens, I'll be like, okay, well, obviously like you're sensitive and like, that's a sign of like insecurity. Like, so this is not going to go further than that. Like, thank you for playing, but goodbye. So that is like a big disappointment in Phoenix with that vibe. And then recently I went um, and I hung out with the lead singer of like a death metal band who lives here and he lives in Phoenix and we've matched on a dating app a couple of times but never actually really hung out and like or really talked and this time we did and um so like i hung out with him and like we talked about music for a while which we had a lot in common but because i do like metal a lot um but there's a lot of things that i like that he doesn't and the common theme was just kind of like um what what did he say he called me normie passing I think is what and what that means is that I pass as a normal, productive member of society and don't quite fit into like a subculture like the metal community, which is not a foreign concept to me because I was like, yeah, you're absolutely right. I bet because I mean, I have tattoos, they're hidden, but because I'm not like covered in tattoos and like have this like outwardly projected like metal appearance, I bet like if I were to go to the bars he likes to hang out with and like try to befriend some of his girlfriends, they would be a little apprehensive to me at first because I'm just not cool enough for them. Like, what is this normal? Like, but I've experienced this before from women. The last time I experienced something like this from a man was in high school when I wasn't seen enough for him because he was in a grindcore band and I was kind of goth. And he was like, yeah, she's not seen enough for me, but she's cute. So this is like 20 years later, this guy in a metal band is like judging me because I've done well in life and attractive. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, it sounded like he was dissing you. He was. And you know what? And it's like when I see stuff like that, it almost like to me, I see like the signs. I feel like you're potentially somebody who tries to like mentally break somebody down a little bit. Like you have to take them down a few pegs. And that is just not cool with me. I mean, I did. I hung out with him, but we have not hung out since that time. And 
you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy about that. Like, that's so weird. Like, it's like, so these Scottsdale guys, they're kind of like, again, like conceited. Mm -hmm. They're waiting for girls to come to them. And then it's like Phoenix is kind of the opposite. Like they're looking for like scene Yeah. And it's like, and I have trouble fitting in both places because like the Scottsdale guys want that outwardly glamorous girl. And then the Phoenix guys tend to like want that really gritty, you know, alternative girl that like looks like good arm candy and it's like street cred. Now I'm completely eliminating like a whole middle ground of people. I, I realize that I'm just, yeah, you know, the, the thing, you know, but, and, and, and I do get approached in Phoenix a lot just by nobody I'm attracted to is, which is also the same. And it's also the same in Scottsdale. So, but yeah, it's just like this weird, like they're both looking for two completely opposite things. And so I think for a while, maybe that's why I was like meeting people in California that seemed at least to appreciate somebody in who had both things like a little bit more. That makes sense. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it's just like Arizona has like small town vibes and and there's just yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's in the desert, I guess, but and like each place is different. And I know, because is it University of Arizona that's in Scottsdale? Arizona, Arizona State. Arizona State. Yeah. Arizona State. Yeah. I feel like that definitely probably contributes to like that whole culture there mm -hmm. too. Yeah. Everybody's like athletic and fit and beautiful. And, you know, everybody there definitely listens to call her daddy and loves to like talk about it all the time. No, no offense. No offense. I listened to it too, but, um, it's like, it's for, it's for sure part of the culture. Yeah. I mean, it's just interesting. I mean, that's like part of why I started this whole podcast is like even living in LA, like LA versus Long Beach versus Orange County, even which are within like, not that far from each other are completely different. And yeah. the people are different and the vibes are different. And like Long Beach is like, depending on the area, like a 30 minute drive from LA and people are like, that's not LA and they shit on it. You know, it's almost like same as Phoenix yeah. and Scottsdale kind of. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, and I get it too. Cause I feel like maybe 20 years ago, there wasn't a lot between all of these like little cities. Like it was really like driving on like empty, like County road for a while. So they do really think of it as separate. Um, but now it's just a big sprawling suburbia. So everybody needs to get over it and just start dating everybody, I say. Well, I was gonna I was gonna ask you then, so what do you do for, for dating? Like are you trying to just keep looking within there? Are you still updating your location to California? <laughs> <laughs> um not updating my location to California, although, you know, like I think I told you I had a couple guys like actually fly out here from California yeah. to like hang out, which was very interesting because I did not like I didn't expect that to happen at all. But I just put myself out there, you know, what can I say? <laughs> I mean, they were clearly inter interested too. And they obviously, you know, were happier with you than the girls they were meeting there. Yeah, so. I don't know. So I guess, you know, we always want what we can't have. But um, no, I mean, like, I, I, I go back and forth with the apps. Like, sometimes I'll, I'll be on them for like a month. And then you just get like really tired of the same old song and dance. And it kind of almost like makes you feel like shit after a while because it gives you this like false illusion that there's not anybody out there for you, you know, because you're like constantly either not finding anything you like or being let down. 
and or like being treated like shit by guys like you really didn't even like that much in the first place that you thought you were just giving a chance to and you're like (laughs) yeah you know and they shit on you it's like um I'm sorry wait what (laughs) so um so like I'll go back and forth um I am currently on hinge right now although it's like on pause like I'm currently signed into the app but I've got it paused so nobody sees me right now so I'm taking a little break pause that but I actually met somebody on hinge that I actually think is pretty cool and I know he likes me a lot so I'm just kind of pumping the brakes on all the other options at the moment that's always you know a good sign if you're willing to pause the other option I just can't I can't multitask. Like I, I just, I can't do it. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I don't know. So I'm the same way. Like, even if I'm like early stage, if, if I'm talking to more than like two, three max people at a time, mm-hmm. I like can't keep up. Yeah. Like I definitely can't really see like, no, I can't see more than like one person at yeah. a time, but it's hard for me to get to the point. I feel like for me to get to the point to like delete an app or pa- or pause or whatever, it's like, me like committing myself more it's I think it's like a mental thing for me so because you're like okay I'm closing off options so that's that's hard for me personally I'll say I'll say this um I personally never paused the app because I thought somebody was worth it I've paused it because I've gotten a sick of a lot of people's shit (laughs) okay however this individual is actually a really good guy who I actually do trust that he's a good guy he's like made it he's like done all the work to like make me know that I can trust him and that he doesn't like date more people than once and that he's really interested in me which is a concept that I'm not used to at all but for whatever reason I actually really do believe that he is like giving this a real shot um I'm not 1000% sure he's the one but I feel like I should also like give him a fair chance if that makes sense because he's so nice see again that's all we need someone that's nice because he's so nice and respectful like yeah i mean that's always what sucks me in i know that's what sucks me in every like anytime i like someone they're like what do you like about him i'm like he's nice (laughs) i'm like wow i'm like he's more romantic than me he's more sensitive than me he's handy he's creative like and he's transparent about his feelings. And then that freaks me out. And then I, fi- I find myself being a brat about it to him. Like when he's being too needy, me like purposely not texting him back because he's, I know he's like, you know, biting his teeth over there, like wondering when I'm going to text him back. And I feel like I just don't out of spite for no good reason other than maybe I'm a fuck boy. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm like, why? Like, when you just turn into the monster you hate. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's normally what happens. So, but, but the important thing is, is that I recognize these toxic traits. I know that I'm doing them and then I make valid, I make really, like, I really try to take it back a notch and, like, do something nice or say something nice or, like, buff it over when I find myself doing that. I know, I know. I'm, I'm the same way. I'm like, I'm like, uh, I guess I'll respond now and add like a heart emoji and I'm like cringing. <laughs> you're only doing it because you're like, I think he needs to have this positive like feedback right now. I know. I'm like, uh, I'll use like, I'll write like a baby and put a heart just to like 
beef it up a little. Yeah, bit. It, it's the equivalent <laughs> of the explanation point in a work email, you know, and you're just like, yeah. Yeah. So um, like today was a really big step with that. I like texted him first this morning, like texted him good morning first, because he's only he's only hinted like a few times that like he would it would make him happy if I did that. And so, of course, I haven't been doing it. <laughs> you probably made his day. So I did. I texted him good morning today and it really did make his day. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, baby steps. He actually said something this weekend we were talking about because, like, you know, I'm a cat mom. I have two cats and he has, like, an old cat, too. And he was telling me about when he adopted him and how he was, like, just, like, this broken, like, you know, he, like, wanted to, like, give him a good life and, like, let him live out his years, like, being cared by somebody and this and that. And then I, I don't remember if he made this connection or if I made it, but he we kind of agreed that, like, maybe I am that cat as well. Like, maybe some girls are these, like alley cats that have just been so abused and toughened up by everybody else like just not appreciating them and throwing them away that like you take them in the house and they have these really bad habits that you have to like you can't break those bad habits the only way you do that is by showing them love and caring and trust and then eventually they chill the fuck out robin this hits me hard because i uh, i adopted two feral cats and after i tried showing them love they jumped out my second story <laughs> window <laughs> fuck i thought it was getting so deep there <laughs> No, I mean, what, you're, what you're saying makes sense, but maybe I'm not the you one. Maybe not for me. You know what? It, it, it doesn't work 100% of the time. <laughs> I guess you need to find the right person to give you love, and I was not the one for that. Uh, what I call that, that would be like if a man takes in a girl and like gives her everything she wanted, but like he she knows that he's so good to her, but she's just not in love with him, and feel it makes her feel like even more of a shit human being, so she jumps out the window. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what happened with my cats. <laughs> I get it. I get your cats. I understand. <laughs> they did find a home one day. And, oh you know, I hope they're doing well. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I promised myself I wasn't going to talk about cats as a single girl on a podcast, but <laughs> here we are. It, it really hit. It really hit. <laughs> All right. So I know we talked about a lot in this episode. So the differences between Scottsdale and Phoenix and those scenes, dating the men, the girls, how that compares, <laughs> how that compares to LA. And there's a little bit of similarities too, um, mm -hmm. you know, with the aesthetics as well, dating apps and tourist culture and how that might make things a little bit difficult to the point that Robin here had to even outsource maybe to California. Sorry. Um, you guys all come here yeah. and buy our houses. It's only fair that I come there and steal your men. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Maybe they'll actually maybe they'll actually offer to buy you a drink too, but since these Scottsdale guys won't. Fingers crossed. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but definitely got a lot of insight. Um, thanks again, Robin, for joining us, and I'll see everyone yes. next week. Bye. I'd like to thank everyone that's helped make this podcast possible, specifically Kayla McNulty that helped create the podcast, Laura Williamson, Ray Zaragoza, The Kid Inside, Ellie Bernstein, Maggie DeBaradine, and Lindsay Weiner that all helped contribute in some sort of way. 
You can find us on Instagram at Swipey Swipe West. Send us a DM with any questions, comments, suggestions. Thank you all again for listening. Have a great rest of your week.